Now I've hit record. Um, why don't we start with a little festive music? As I mentioned to Freddie in my in our show meeting uh, years ago, we had this group. Uh, this woman is a friend of my one of my golf buddies. He's a, she's a great musician. She's worked with a lot of the best musicians in Canada. Writes a lot of songs, and um, we were supporting uh, something they were involved in called Four Chords and the Truth. Dan, were you ever, ever part of that? No, not at all. Um, I can't remember if they used to have these guests come in and there were some pretty big names. This is something that I think a lot of people feel at the holiday times. This is Andrea England, who's a very fine musician in her own right. It's called Jolly Melancholy Christmas on Boom. The tree is lit, the scene is set, the stockings full of the stuff we get. Not everybody made it here. It's just the kind of year The house is full of memories Nothing's changed, just everything It's not the same without you here I guess it's just that kind of year So have a job Listen to the uh, whole thing uh, before the show. Well, what were we going to say? Well, somebody's not there for Christmas, but they haven't died. This is what I gathered from that song. Yeah, they're just, they, they, it's love lost. They're not dead. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, it's just, I thought maybe it was one of those songs where, you know, their partner died. And no. Christmas without them, but I got, as I do, I gathered from the words and listening that the person isn't dead, they're just not there. Yeah, it's like, you know, sad because their love has gone and they're not going to be there for Christmas. Yes, I'm, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Which creates the melancholy. Yeah, you see your melancholy. But Dan, how do you enjoy this music? Yeah, you know, it's a great way to start the Monday. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Um, I can, just remind me later if we need it. Just because I've been listening to some terrestrial radio because I haven't transferred the Sirius into the EV net vehicle. And it is interesting to hear what terrestrial radio. Hang on, this is a nice part. not the same without you here it has nothing to do with death no anyway. no that's what i'm saying but at first <laughs> i thought the 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 person had passed and but this is i guess the the person dumped them or something yeah it was a marriage bread conflict uh, <laughs> caught cheating <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, terrible. Cheating, and, and they was they walked in on the best friend d- d- doinking each other. <laughs> Speaking of, if I are we ready to just take this in a little bit different direction right now? Well, I'll just want to point out to everyone. Or did you, uh, wrap up with this. Want to say it's Andrea play. England, right? And uh, it's uh, she's just released it. She's a friend of mine, and she's a nice person, and it's a very very nice song. 
That's all I have to say. <laughs> now, where are we going? Um, you know, on the Christmas uh, theme. So we went to Mike Boone's. Uh, what do you call that? TMLX fifty four or whatever. What 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 was it again? Howard thirteen. Anyway, well, whatever it was, it was a fantastic event. At Palma Pasta, our buddy Anthony Petrucci, wonderful man. He uh, sort of donated a room, like a party room or something, that he's putting together at uh, at the facility. It was a great time. Anyway, on the way home, there's a couple of things I'm thinking that I'm going to get for my suite. And I thought, you know, this is a good opportunity. I'm going right by square one. How do people do that, Howard? I went into square one on a Saturday. What? Like, what is that? Like, uh, the... The enormity of it, number one, the size of this mall, is that it's got to be one of the biggest malls in the, the world, is it? <laughs> like, and then when you go in and you try to find out where you're going and then they have, you know, these new maps, the touch screens, you know, like they yeah. have CNN on CNN for the yeah. elections. They have that type of thing. No, I know. Even that I found confusing, and I found a couple of stores that I couldn't find my way out to the parking lot I wanted, and there was just so many people, and so many like laneways or whatever you call them hallways with stores everywhere on three levels and i really felt uncomfortable like i felt sort of disoriented and unsettled the whole time i was in there i don't know if that's an age thing or what but i did not like the experience the whole time i'm in there i'm thinking thank i'm so happy there's amazon because ultimately what i needed i could get online and have it brought right to the front door but i that mall thing it was just too much for this old guy yeah it's a lot um it really was do you know i don't even know we should we should come up with a term where when you bring something up or i bring something up and then the other person goes that's exactly what happened to me type of experience oh tell us because i was at well i want to get and by the way i don't want to gloss over the palmas kitchen palma pasta experience because i would tell you we're going to come back to it because it was fantastic Mm -hmm. being with all those nice people but let's set that aside because my saturday night started at four o'clock at Sherway. Yeah. I don't know. I know Sherway's not as big as Square One. Square One's like a city. Okay. But it's, okay. A, it's a big yeah. mall. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. I avoid the mall as much as I can. I will say a thing. So Sherway, I went there with ex-wife Randy. I uh, We were going to go to a movie when we wanted to go have dinner first. And I said, before we go for dinner, you know, four o'clock. The movie started at 6.30, Dan. That's why we were going early. Got it, yeah. (laughs) Planning it ahead ahead of time. Well, I mean, when you're... yeah, So, you know, we're having like old people's dinner time. But I said, I I wouldn't mind going to the Bay because I haven't... The the last pair of grown-up man gloves I have is pretty much done. I have a pair of gloves I use when I walk the dog. They're fine. But I just wanted a pair of gloves like I could wear if I was, you know, in the car. Oh, we get it. You want gloves. Yeah. Yeah. We get it. (laughs) Jesus. Holy fuck. I'm sorry, but we know what gloves do. Let me tell you more about the gloves. I know. I was just, I was just trying to give you the extra detail until your fucking head exploded. Well, it worked. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, let me tell you about these gloves. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So... But even going into Sherway at four o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, I thought the same thing. I'm like, 
I'm glad I'm here with a guide because I didn't know. I mean, I, hmm. I could barely find the Hudson's Bay, but yeah. I, it, it, it was not just the because uh, I know about square ones a bit more circuitous, but it's just the number of people. You know, it was really busy. It's Saturday, one of the last Saturdays in December, and it was it was chaos in there. They talk about the economy, and that I, you know, my number one takeaway besides being or wanting out of there because I just didn't like the experience. And there was a whole COVID thing too. It was crowded and everybody running around and hacking and coughing and screaming. And um, the economy seems to be fine based on <laughs> square one Saturday afternoon. Hustling and bustling in the lane, you know, what do you call it? The, the mall laneways or whatever you call them, the hallways, whatever, are f- were full. And and uh, the stores, the couple of stores I went into were crowded. And I'm thinking, wow, these people, they're not feeling the pinch. What's, uh, what was the glove selection like there? <laughs> they uh, well, There was a story last month that even though inflation is still an issue a big issue in canada that this came out after halloween the number the amount of money canadians on average were going to spend yeah for christmas it was it was either 16 or 1800 dollars per family so that means yeah. that's the average so some families are spending five and some are spending 300 you know what i mean like it yeah i i think i saw that too and, and on average right it was they determined that people weren't really going to spend less this year. Like right. Some were going to spend more, some less, which I found surprising. But I think a lot of people just have the attitude, you know, it's Christmas and I'm not going to let all the doom and gloom pull me down and spend, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm sorry you had that experience. I I, I would say once, uh, I, I said it was great being there with a the guide because Randy, seemed, ex-wife Randy, seemed to know where things were. It, it, and that whole square one thing, I, I was in P7, and then when I emerged from the building, I was around P5, and I couldn't figure out where P7 was, and I was a, <laughs> a, I was a level lower than I should have been. And I, I, again, and then you're right, that whole area now is a community, oh, yeah. and they're building more condos, and they're building more of those Marilyn Monroe buildings. Yeah, there's two more. I don't know up. if you've noticed. No, no, I know. That's right around where my uh, our doctor is. Dan and I, uh, our boy Sharif is over there. <clears throat> All those weird-shaped buildings, which yeah. is cool. And so I guess if you live there, everything you need is there, oh, obviously. Yeah. But, man, it's too much for me. I would not... Like, I just, I, you know, I wouldn't, I, I just couldn't do that again. What square? Well, I will say one thing about Sherway versus square one, because I've gone to both quite a bit. Sherway is a little less chaotic. It's a little easier. I know where to park. Um, Dan, have you been to both of those uh, mall experiences in the last, I don't know what, how much time you spent around here, but. Well, I used to spend a fair bit of time at the Sherway mall. Yeah. But uh, the last time I was there, which was a couple of years ago, it is uh, much different, and I got lost. But Square <laughs> One, I would say, is two it's or bigger. it's two times the size of Sherway, maybe more. Yeah, is it? Is it really? Yeah, I would more? think so. Like, I don't know retail space to retail, but I'm talking about just everything around it. You know, sometimes if you're driving south on the 427 as it approaches the Gardner, and you look to the west and you see the skyline of Mississauga. 
Mm-hmm. It's the same size as Edmonton and Calgary. You know, it's really grown up over the years, like where those buildings are. Like all around those buildings now, it looks like a small Canadian city, it's a smaller Canadian city. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I. that's the thing that got me, too, is I approached all the tall buildings right in that concentrated right there. And I'm thinking, wow, this is uh, something, but uh, not this old bugger's uh, cup of tea, that's for sure. And Bramley City Centre, it's large, but nowhere near that. But another dimension to this, too, is you and I, or we, all of us, uh, we don't have to go to a mall on Saturday. It just, it just happened to be Saturday. It just happened to be driving by. That's a mistake, because... Traditionally, I've been able to go to a mall like midday, weekday when there's nobody there, um, which is a different experience as well. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's part of the I, I never used to when we were doing a regular show. I used to gather gather both of my kids when they were little on the this was our little tradition on the day before Christmas or Hanukkah. That's when I would take them shopping, and on, you know, sort of off hours. I will say this. I don't do a lot of in-person shopping, almost none anymore. But uh, I took Randy with me, and I said, so when we go to the Bay, hadn't been in there a long time, found uh, where the men's department was, and I'm going to talk about gloves, but only from this perspective. I found the gloves I wanted immediately. Exactly what I was looking for. They weren't very expensive. They were like $40, sort of leather with a little bit of you know, cloth or cotton, well, not cotton, you know, a little bit of a standard. But Randy right. wanted me to try on five or six different styles. And she kept saying, well, what about these ones? What about these ones? I said, no, no, these are the ones I'm looking for. It was I, like you were still married. Not only that, but but it was the idea that I, that I yeah, with, without all the benefits. <sighs> but it was the idea that I, I couldn't, I literally was, walked up to a rack of gloves and went, these ones. She goes, what about these? What about those? I go, well, it's re- I don't need those. These are the ones I have found. These are the ones exactly that I was thinking of. But what is it that some people f- feel like, if you haven't tried them all on, you haven't really exercised all your options? I, f- like, I don't know. Maybe that's a guy thing. Yeah, that's interesting. Because, Howard, honestly, in my life, I don't know if I've ever bought myself a pair of gloves. Honestly. What do you put on your hands? Teenager, I never wore gloves as a teenager. Like winter, like you just didn't. Growing up in Scarborough as a teenager, you didn't wear gloves. You didn't. It was almost like a well, a status thing. It was ridiculous. But what do you what do you wear when you're on your walks now? I wear gloves, but Delise buys me all stuff all the time. Hey Dan, Dan, where you and I grew up, if you didn't wear gloves, you lost your fingers. Yeah, Listen, it was, we, we, and, and we way, thought it was cool if you didn't wear, wear tubes. <laughs> that's right, right. If, and, and the really cool guys didn't have fingers. <laughs> Listen, in Scarborough, you didn't wear gloves and you didn't wear uh, like winter boots. Yeah, if you wore boots, they were construction boots. That was it. Other than that, you wore your runners all winter long. Yeah. It was just what you did. We were the same. I mean, we I wore yeah. runners when I shouldn't have. When my feet were frozen and cold because it was cooler. Mm-hmm. My dad wore those uh, rubbers that go over your shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my in, dad did too, with a zipper in the front. Yeah, just in the, your, yeah. I'll just go a quick survey. In your entire lives, have you ever worn those shoes? Do you, don't you call those galoshes? I don't know what they're called, but I've never worn them. Dan, have you they ever had to wear them for? Shoes. Yeah, have no, you ever had to no. wear them for a roll? 
Yeah, and by the way, there was other versions of that that didn't zip up. They were just the half ones where you put your shoe into the rubber part and it just yeah, went the rubbers. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the rubbers. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. No, I remember that. My dad had a, uh, well, he was always fixing stuff and we were a frugal family. I remember the zipper thing broke, so he soldered a, a wire wow. instead. <laughs> so, so he had both, both his shoes and a wire and solder on it. Where, where's it listen, your dad was a, a minister. Didn't you guys have like a small private jet and shit? Because you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He didn't get into the evangelical side of Jesus, things. Man. Where, where you know, you get rich doing that. I would have been a different man. You know, Dan's member is so large; his condoms had zippers. <laughs> hey, yeah. What time? Yeah. Only took sixteen. Yeah. yeah, sixteen minutes. Yeah, seventeen seconds. Yep. I was. Uh, well, it's funny. Since since uh, you've already I'd be. since. <laughs> Since you've already broken the seal, I was uh, <laughs> I was doing some stuff in Dan's room this weekend. I wanted to make his area more comfortable, so I well, uh, my, my daughters had left so much of their stuff in this house. And I've told them, I said, listen, during the holidays, I want you guys to get your shit out of here, and we're going to give it to Goodwill and whatever. So I wanted Dan to have the entire space in that closet for his own things. So I got all of my stuff out of there. So this is what brought me to Dan's room. And Dan has some of his stuff in the floor, and I, I didn't want him to have to do that. But I walked by his room, and one of the items on his floor is a roll of uh, paper towel. <laughs> and I thought... I thought to myself, well, that makes sense, you know, because if he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he, you know, you and I, we can get away with a tissue. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But, I thought, I'm surprised Jesus. it wasn't a Jake one. <laughs> it no, it's bigger. I was Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, Dan, what happened <laughs> that you need a paper towel to clean up your mess? <laughs> well, thanks for bringing that. Uh, he hates. Uh, you know what, Dan? I know, I just I listen. I saw it there while I, whilst I was cleaning. Yeah, how could you unsee a roll of tape? Well, I don't know. Towel. I just yeah. thought for yeah. you know. Yeah. Anyway, by the way, what uh, what gloves fault. did you end up buying? There we go. The subject changes. <laughs> I found the, the exact <laughs> gloves I wanted. I found the exact gloves I wanted. Black leather. Yeah, and they were cheap. They were like forty bucks. And then I go to pay for them, and ex-wife. Randy grabs them and then she pays for them. Why? I was like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Well, it's maybe this could be your Christmas present." Oh, that's sweet. And I go, "Honey, that's not necessary." But uh, didn't you say? But we don't celebrate Christmas per se. No, I just said thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get into a fucking, I'll take it. Yeah, appreciate. <laughs> uh and then we then we went to Joey's for dinner and what is uh Joey's. It's a restaurant in the Sherway. It's very nice and diff, you know I don't know what it is. It's a, pr- a popular restaurant there. Mm. What did you have? I had a um sorry, I'm thinking a little sashimi uh salad. It was nice. And uh, Randy had a Randy had a double vodka, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's nice. It's one of those places you go in. It's sort of dark. There's lots of really uh, beautiful human beings. Some of them are young women. Joey, Joey. Uh, did you uh, take your uh, your car and plug it in there? Isn't it? Don't they have a big charging station at, uh, at that mall? Uh, yeah, the mall? they do there? actually. But I, I didn't need to because I had charged it at home. Oh. Um. But that, it is one of those places you can charge your electric vehicles. And then we went to 
probably one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. Oh, what was it? It was uh, Return to Wakanda. There was the Black Panther sequel. Oh, I thought that was getting good reviews. My ex-wife loves the Marvel Universe. Loves it. Has seen... Uh, Dan, you'd be so impressed. Can name all the Thors and the Iron Mans and the all of it. She just loves it. And you know what? Good for her. It's her favorite thing. During COVID, she had never watched any of these. And she told me that during COVID, it was all, she watched them all. But... Uh, it wasn't very good. And my main point about the movie was it was two hours and 30 minutes long. Mm, too long. Oh, Freddie. I was asleep by, I don't know, 45 minutes into it. There was about, about half an hour of that movie that I completely missed. But it didn't seem Maybe to matter. Maybe that's why you didn't like it. <laughs> it just <laughs> made sense. It, did, it didn't mean seem to matter. <clears throat> and I don't think Randy knew I was asleep until I started doing this. I did a couple of those. Nothing's worse than fighting off those sleeps in a theater, you know, be it live theater or a movie theater. Because those sleeps, they want to be so delicious, right? You just oh, yeah. want to sink and fall into this deep sleep, and then you can't. I tried to fight it off for a while. Dan, at the theater guild, do you have a fight-off sleep? Uh, no, all the plays have been very lively so far, so I and haven't felt that. No, we'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> I uh, I've forgotten what I my my ex is such a good girl. You know, she's so fun to hang out with. But she's also she's also a bit of a nut. Toward the end of the movie, and it's a pretty packed theater. So toward the end of the movie, and Dan, you know, you used to work in the theater, so you'll relate to this. Yeah. All of a sudden, a song came on that she liked in the soundtrack of the film. So. She's got an Apple Watch, and she has an, an iPhone. So the first thing she does is she starts talking to her wrist. Siri, Siri, what is that song? I go, what are you doing? <laughs> There's people all around us, for fuck's sake. She's like, Siri. I can't do her voice. Siri, what is that song? And so that's the first thing. I was like, honey, stop that. Does that act like Shazam? Yeah, you can. it does. Yeah, you can just Shazam it, yeah. Because I yeah. Shazam stuff all the time, so I can't yeah. really criticize her. But, but not in a crowded Shazam, theater. You don't have to talk to it. Huh? Not in a crowded theater, in a movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. In Shazam, you don't have to talk to it. Right. Then the next thing, a couple minutes later, Dan, she's now she's because I made her stop talking to her wrist. <laughs> Just, uh, then she, she seemed a bit peeved. And then she pulls out her phone. So it's like the phone screen. In the theater? In the theater. Now she's Googling it. And then I, then I literally, I literally take her hand and I turn her phone over. I go, "Honey, is this your first fucking movie?" And then we had a little moment. It was very funny. She, the phone etiquette's gotten. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, because <laughs> the screen, the light from the screen is is disturbing. That's Not the only point. The sound, I, thank you, Dan. Right? Thank you, Dan. Anyway. So light pollution while you're trying to you, you spend big money to see the Wakanda forever. Well, I, did, I didn't. I didn't. Why to be you? clear, I didn't spend big money. I, I went in as a super senior. Mm-hmm. Really, you're pulling that off now? I've been pulling it off for years, dude. Oh, it's easy. Yeah. See, Dan just, doesn't want to do it. You're right about even, that. I don't want the senior discount. When they ask, even, I don't want to say yeah. Oh no, I, I, even, I, I even when he's 65 this time next year, yeah. he probably won't take it. No, but Dan, it's the greatest scam. I just order it online. 
Now, you know my bit. I order it online. I get the senior ticket. And then when I get there, then, you know, I just I sort of shuffle along like I'm a bit confused. And the, this whole like, thing, the kid, <laughs> like the kid cares. Who takes exactly. Yeah. He doesn't care, but I think it's funny. Put on your dad's galoshes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, let's... For, further to music. Yes, Spotify, please. I noticed this week as uh, you know, the way at the end of the year, they put all your favorite songs together and everything for you. Yeah. The wrapped yesterday. Uh, doll and I, after we get up and sat by the fire and listened to my favorite songs of 2022. And I guess the algorithms or however it works, but all the ones you listen to the most. And it was quite enjoyable. What a service that is. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's like, it saved me going through all my playlists and taking the songs I prefer. It just put them all together. And you can save it like a playlist now. Mm-hmm. Ten bucks a month. Are they crazy? It's, it's like, it's just so stupid. I just always look at my phone going, how can this be? How can they do this for you for such a cheap amount of money? So I just there's so much in there. So after you had your breakfast, you said, "Hey, doll, let's just sit by the fire." And doll's like, yep. "Oh my god, oh my god, how much longer am I going to have to do this?" <laughs> no, no, it is good though. I, I, my yeah. rap came out, and you know, because I use the Spotify for the show, it's mm-hmm. a little bit skewed. There's a lot of show transition music, but right. I, I gleaned that my my most listened to music was sleep music and Steely Dan. For the tenth year in a row, Dan, what was your rap like? Uh, a lot of interesting, different music that I, I, I was enjoyable as well. Yeah, I yeah. bet it was. We lived a lot of summer moments. I spent a lot of time listening to music during the summer, more mm-hmm. so than the winter. I don't know why. What's cool about it is you're again you're looking at the phone or you're listening and you're thinking this Spotify is now telling me something about myself. You know, not to get too dramatic, but I'm thinking, wow. That playlist, you know, says a lot about you, you know, like your your tastes and your the tempos you prefer and yeah. on and on and on, you know. It is interesting that we uh, will vibe with that kind of information about who we are. And yet sometimes, I'm not pointing fingers, we'll balk when information is curated for us if we don't want it, you know. Like what? Well, like we were having that discussion with Dan. The reason that Dan doesn't oh. use Google or, or doesn't use Gmail is because he doesn't want information curated. But, you know, I, I get this thing. I don't know if you guys do where Google Maps will send you that every month. This is where you went last month mm-hmm. on Google Maps. I'm like, you know, do I want Google Maps to know all the places I've been? Yeah, but our age, pretty soon we'll need it to get home. (laughs) That's right. I mean, it's like mall, movie, home. Do you use, Dan, will you use Google? Are you uh, okay with Google? Uh, I use Google. Oh, you do. But I don't usually use, uh, but I don't sign into Google. I I haven't got a Google address. Yeah, well, you don't have a Gmail account. That's why you're not signing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. So there you go. Mm-hmm. But you're fine with Spotify knowing a little bit about you. Well, I mean, you got to make some choices, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. But, yeah, but you know, all I, one huge conspiracy. I, There's just one room in a big building in New York. All those people, Spotify. No, 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 no. They're no, all, no, they're no, all no. sitting around going, okay, how are we going to get Dan today? I do pay for the service of Spotify. I pay for that. Yes. Um, but I don't for Google. So Google has to make their money somehow. So mm. it's through advertising, and that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. 
No, you're right. You're right, Dan. You're you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, can we should we start the show because we got some shit to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, thank you for the the pre-show. Always a, one of my favorite parts of the total show. But let's get started. This very interesting episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the well-equipped Humble and Fred Studios in trendy Toronto, beautiful Peterborough, and from a Brampton basement. And is brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, Air Adventures, EVNet.ca, and our newest sponsor, Kelsey's, Canada's original roadhouse since 1978. And now, here are two men who spent the weekend wandering around malls and barely got out alive, but they have lists, and will be releasing their Malls of Ontario review guidebook soon. It's Humble and Fred. <laughs> That's true. Thank you, Dan Duran. Dan's news is uh, all there is left to look forward to on this program. Uh, there's lots of stuff we're going to uh, unpack today. Talk a little bit about Bills football and uh, a conversation I had with Freddie. I want to know what the Bills pathway to the Super Bowl is. I want to get back to Boone's party as well. But first, why don't we uh, talk? And of course, there's Kanye and there's Trump and there's just it's, it's a lot. It's a lot today. But uh, first, let's talk about these fine people. Well, let's talk about the retirement sherpa, Tim Niblett, a uh, portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh, Tim was on last week, and he was talking about, you know, those decisions we have to make along the way, TFSAs, or, uh, you know, do you want to go the regular route of uh, uh, investing where, you know, there might be some taxes involved. It all depends, and insurances, how they can help uh, in your uh, quest to build wealth. You talk about wealth. Well, he's a wealth of information, and if you want uh, someone to have a second look at your portfolio, he is your guy, okay? No strings attached. Uh, You know, he'll have a look, and if he thinks you're on the right track, he'll tell you, and you'll be on your way. If not, well, he's your guy. He's the Retirement Sherpa, retirementsherpa.ca. Thank you, Freddie. I'm just uh, making this document bigger so I can read it. We've been talking about Aaron Ventures. Dan has mentioned them for the last month. Let me tell you a little bit about them. They're an emerging international junior mining and exploration company engaged in the acquisition, exploration, and development of resource properties. They're uh, involved in the world of boron. And if you're interested in uh, this very uh, rich mineral, go check it out. Aaron Ventures' strategy is to uncover and capitalize on unique development opportunities within Canada and various regions internationally. It's interesting that you just talked about the retirement Sherpa, because he uh, he might be able to tell you more about this company. The company's objective is to increase its mineral reserves by developing current properties and through the acquisition of additional mining projects. You might want to talk to a guy like the Sherpa about adding Aaron Ventures to your portfolio. We are no, uh, we're not brokers, by the way, Fred and I. So uh, I make no claims, I uh, state no policies, <clears throat> excuse me, other than the fact that Aaron Ventures trades on the TX uh, Venture uh, Exchange under the name EV, and find out more at AaronVentures.com. Yeah, we're not brokers, we're just broken. <laughs> Pretty... Uh, warm and fuzzy afternoon on Saturday. Both of us uh, 
stop by TMLX. I want to say it's 13, but I know Mike uh, had to suspend a couple of them during the pandemic, and it was great for a bunch of reasons, you know, seeing some really nice people, starting with the fact that I, and I said to Anthony Petrucci from Palma's Kitchen, Palma Pasta, been a big supporter of this program for a long time, Anthony, and it was so great seeing him again and what he's done with that business. You know, I go way back to Oakville with him. I mean, I've been shopping at some of his smaller little outlets, but that what he's developed there with the food and the and the restaurant idea and the space is expanding and and the quality of the place is just so good. And it was our I think it was you and I both our first time seeing him since early in the pandemic. Well, they have prepared food when you walk in. The the aroma is outstanding. Uh, makes you hungry immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it just does. And I go wild in there. I just bought a bunch of like salty meats, different ver I mean, I bought, I bought, he's got this like really good prosciutto, but not, you can get it sliced, but I like that when you can buy like a piece of it. A chunk, yeah. A chunk of it, anyway. So good on Anthony, and I. And we were so happy for the place is thriving. And, of course, uh, then you go upstairs and Boone had his event, and that was great. Yes, uh, Boone has uh, quite the following, and everyone seemed to have a good time. And it was uh, great for us to catch up with, like, Larry Fedoruk and uh, Peter Gross and uh, Mike, Mike Apple. Mike Apple, who uh, from uh, 680 News, who is a big fan of this uh, podcast, this show. Um, and uh, getting to know him a little bit, it was interesting. That was actually a bit overwhelming, too, because, I, I mean, I've been listening to Mike for years, and I had talked to Boone after the fact. We had just caught up the other day, I guess, and I called to thank him for inviting us and such, and he said, you know, the story was that Mike Apple, who lives in Whitby, and this uh, location we were at was in Mississauga. Those two places are not close together. Apparently, he made a call to somebody and said, or to Gross, or I think, yeah, it was Gross. He called Gross and said, whatever you do, keep humbling Fred there until I get there. And, and when he told us that, he'd come all the way from Whitby to meet us. I'm like, have you heard our program? <laughs> you know, it's a little bit over, you know, it was a bit overwhelming. It's like, oh, you don't know what to say. No, it was great. Uh, it was uh, really great to uh, stand and talk to the man because the voice has been around for years. Oh, yeah. It's pretty distinctive, and it was uh, it was great. Um, our old friend, uh, Stephanie Wilkinson. I don't mean old friend. I mean old because we've known her for a while. Uh, Paula from Hamilton. I forget her last name. Yes. So came over, said hello, and as I was leaving, I met her, met her husband. Can't remember what his name tag said. Sorry, Paula. And... But anyway, he was one of these guys that's retired, and he's adjusting to retirement, and he's still uncomfortable with the concept of the podcast, and Paul is trying to tell him all the time, you know, how to enter the 21st century with the podcast, and he's coming along. Apparently, he uh, said that he would be listening this week. Oh, that's great. high water. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome, Paula's husband, and, and, and Paula came over to me as well after... Uh, she had been talking to you and again mentioned that one of the reasons she showed up was to come and meet us, which is nice because, you know, those encounters, you know, mean as much to us. I, I hope people realize that mm-hmm. at least I can speak for myself. It means as much to me as somebody who would make any effort to come and say hello 
to me. And so I feel now it's important to find out about their story. And turns out Paula had recently had a knee replacement. Mm-hmm. And I uh, found that fascinating. You know, and, and, and she told me about her life skiing and how she wanted to get back to skiing and, you know, and on and on. And she had mentioned that one of the reasons she had to have it replaced was she had a meniscus issue, which is what happened to me years ago when I tried to smell my foot. <laughs> but I didn't I didn't tell her that story at the time. <laughs> but because uh, if I ever have to have my knee replaced and I have to tell an orthopedic surgeon again how I hurt my knee originally, I'll just keep the old knee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, do you feel that now as we've gotten older that those encounters are fewer and far between, but they feel they, they feel better to me? Then because we don't because we don't get it all the time like we used to. Well, I had a little. Uh, it was it was a feeling of a nostalgia on Saturday because it reminded me of those days working in terrestrial radio, and every so often you would have to go to an event on a Saturday. Yeah, and that's what it sort of felt like. It reminded me of oh, it's Saturday, but I have to go do a radio thing, and uh, it, yeah, it gave me a warm and fuzzy. And again, it was nice to meet those people and. Here are the nice things they, uh, you know, Ian's service was there, 40 pounds lighter. Good yeah, he you. looks great, eh? Yeah. Um, 40 pounds on some people makes them look sickly, but he looked like he was training for something. For people who don't know, Ian's service is the service that uh, our server is on his, it's, cre- it's a credible goat is the name, but uh, there's now seven servers that house all these podcasts and He's also the guy, if you're a hundy P, he's also the guy that hit me with a golf ball. Uh, and he has massive calves. But yeah, I hope we're not forgetting anyone. And, um, and, pardon? No, I mentioned Peter Gross, too, and it was sweet because I know the feeling. He was there with his grandson. And I didn't make the connection at first. And then I saw this kid around. I said, Pete, who's that? He said, it's my grandson. I thought, isn't that great? So important to have a relationship with your grandson. And obviously, they have one where he would bring him along for something like that just uh outstanding well, let's get back to uh, grandsons in a second when we wrap this up boone was great uh, elvis his best buddy and co-host sometimes when he does these live events he's great you know i i hope that if i come to another one of these and if i'm invited i would that we can put the howard's speech at my wedding drunken in the kitchen story behind us i think we've all heard it now <laughs> but uh, I guess there's still some fascination around the fact that I was hammered and I, in the middle of Boone's wedding, got up and said some stupid shit and then went into the kitchen to try and make my own food. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> it sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, like there's not a million stories that come from that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was really, really, I was said to Boone, I said, you're kind of like our little brother. And uh, I'm, we're, we're proud of you. And I said, I don't mean that condescendingly. And he said something I thought was really funny. He says, uh, I like to think of myself as the most successful spinoff of the Humble and Fred show. He says, way better than Wardenell. <laughs> and I thought, that's pretty good. Uh, that was a pretty good little reference, Boon Boon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd um, be our Fraser, maybe, eh? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that would make us cheers. Or, you know, are we more like cheers or are we more like Seinfeld? Yeah, but there wasn't. Were there any? There were no Seinfeld spinoffs, were there? No, that's true. There wasn't. 
No. That's right. Fraser that, that's was, why I said Frasio. Right. And remember there was a another spinoff of Cheers called Coach, I think. Oh, right. No. It was there was Coach, but I don't think it was that. Oh, okay. Then again, I'm wrong. I uh, no, I, no, I think Coach was that other guy. Um, yeah, yeah, I know uh, him. Not the coach from okay. Cheers. Yeah. So, um, speaking of grandkids, one of the first things did you tell me this Saturday? You saw. I asked you what you're up to. And you said, "Oh, it was Johnny's." Was Saturday Johnny's tenth birthday? Friday. Friday was Johnny slap shots. Johnny golf shot. Mm-hmm. Sweet Johnny. Johnny Jump Shot. Johnny Jump Shot's birthday. Mm-hmm. I find that both amazing, fascinating, and a tad disturbing. Because how right. fast it's gone by. I know, 10 years. And the next 10 will go quicker. I'll be at his 20th birthday. I hate to think that way, but I'm sorry. I can't help it. Because when I just think of how quickly the past 10 or 12 years of us doing this has gone by, it's just lightning speed. It's like nothing. Time just does move quicker the older you get. I'm sorry. I know it doesn't technically, but it just seems that way for whatever reason. You know, when Melanie first had him, she went back to work and I used to leave our show, the podcast, and go and be with him for most of the day. You know, uh, for a year or so until she got pregnant with May. But uh, it just seems like yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's what I said to him the other day. I said, you know, I just, Johnny, it was yesterday. I was changing your diaper. I was, I was putting, like, baby food in your mouth and putting you down for your nap and sitting there while you watched the Lorax or Lorax. Is that the name of the movie? I don't anyway. know. Anyway, yeah, it's something else. And and then he had, like, uh, for his birthday, he had a sleepover Saturday night with five of his good buddies. And he got all sorts of sports stuff for his birthday. I got him a baseball bat. And Delise makes their cakes. And you should see the cake. I'll get you a picture. Because she asked him, what what theme do you want for your cake? And he wanted Austin Matthews. So you should see the cake. (laughs) That's great. Oh, yeah. Something else. And uh, so he loved that. And. Got all sorts of sports gear and had his buddies over, and uh, he's a good boy. I remember. Yeah, he's a fantastic kid. You know what it said? He got the, They got their first report cards, and Mays were outstanding, too, because we just happened to be talking about John because May, she's so sweet. She's just like her brother but a girl. Um, the first line of his report card said, John has a very kind heart. That's all you need. What more would you want? Nothing. Like, because he does. He's such a sweet... You know, I'm at his hockey game last week, and a good buddy on the team goes into the boards hard and was laying there, and they had to help him up. You wouldn't believe John with this kid back to the bench. His arm around him, you could tell he was talking to him. and I'm thinking, my goodness, like, that's a special little kid. Yeah, I was going to say... He has a heart of gold. He does. <laughs> Clearly from Delisa's side of the family. What, what, you know what? I'm kidding. Right is a no, joke. No. That's it. Listen. Whatever it takes. I've met the kid only a couple times, and he made a huge impression on me. But I want to go back to the thing you're talking about, you know, how quickly he went by. Melanie got pregnant. Mm-hmm. I remember you walking... The show we've... I remember where we were. We were in the old... The, the big studio we had that we built ourselves... And the show finished, and then everyone cleared out, and it was just you and me. 
and you came up from behind the, the desk you sat across from me. Remember when you used to do that? And you got up and you said, I just want you to know Melanie's pregnant. And you had a little bit of an emotional, you gave me a big hug. And we were like, this is crazy. You know, the humble and Fred show is going to have a, have a baby. I remember that like, not like it was yesterday, but almost yesterday. Not quite as vivid as shopping for gloves, but pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny, I mentioned, um, you know, how quick time goes and everything. When Melanie, you know, wherever he is now, Mike Stafford, but he was the guy. He was the first guy I told that uh, Delise was uh, pregnant with uh, Mel, and it was sort of the same thing. Worked very closely with him at the time, and we just happened to be at Maple Leaf Gardens for something, and I told him. Because, I, again, I was beside myself. It was all too much too, too fast. And that's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I remember telling him and uh, that moment, and then all these years, a little softer with a grandkid, though. It's a, you're a little more buoyant. You're a little more, a little more festive mm. than when you are actually going to be responsible for the child. But it's funny. The first person I told that Randy was going to have a kid was Dan, and yeah. how I told him was because you know Dan at that time had known each other. We've known. I'm trying to think. We've probably known each other 40 plus years. So at that time, we don't know each other 20 plus years. And I said, Dan, you're going to be a godfather. He's like, what? And I said, yeah, I'm going to have a kid. And it was like strange because he and I had known each other during, you know, you know, our teens and 20s when you do lots of crazy shit in your teens and 20s. And all of a sudden I was going to be a dad, you know. (laughs) Dan, you're going to be a godfather. (laughs) What does that entail? Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe I should have told him. <laughs> um, anyway, speaking of all this, is all interesting how this is tying in from, you know, us uh, being a bit nostalgic to Johnny Slapshot's birthday, uh, talking about milestones. My uh, brothers and I, David and uh, Edmonton Steve, are on a little family WhatsApp group. And uh, yesterday there was some discussion about today, the, def- the 5th of December, was our father's birthday. This is my, my dad's birthday. Okay. And we were trying to figure out, or they were, they were trying to figure out when I was on my walk, because I wasn't looking at the phone, how old Lou would have been. And mm-hmm. I came back in the house and I said, well, it makes sense. He died just a, a few months short of his 84th birthday in 2006. So that would have made him born in 1922, and today would have been my father's 100th birthday. Mm, something else, eh? Isn't that key crazy? Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. 100 years ago, my dad was born. Mm-hmm. It does a couple things to your mind, my mind anyway, oh, yeah. Yeah. which is, well, how old am I that I could have had somebody born Basically, mm. at the beginning of last century, mm. and I started thinking about like all the things that were just coming on board. It was, the, you know, World War One was on, and all that stuff, flight and international travel, all these things. And yeah, my dad was thirty-eight years older than me, as I am thirty-eight years older than my youngest. Hmm. Wow. So, my, uh, my dad died in 2006. And, uh, <laughs> it's fun. 
is I do. I was also remembering all the jokes I wrote about my dad dying at the time I was doing some stand up, and I just had a whole bunch of stuff because really, when my mother passed away, I was it didn't hit me the same way. My mother had been sick for a long time, and it just wasn't the same. When my dad died, it, it hit me emotionally because well, now I'm you know you always think like now I'm an orphan, now I'm on my own, even though I'm forty six, somewhat grown up, but. Uh, <laughs> I just did this whole bit about all the things people say to you when, you know, somebody dies, you know, was he sick? Yeah, he was pretty fucking sick. He died. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here you lost your father. No, no, we didn't lose him. We're pretty sure we know where he is. I know where he is. We know where he is. But uh, (laughs) what's that? He's at the crematorium. (laughs) I know exactly where he is. I know exactly where he is. And then later it was, he's in the bottom drawer (sighs) of my dresser where he was for a few years. But 100 years old. Now, I don't know, 83 point whatever he was, almost 84. Seems like the average, a little bit above average in Canada and pretty decent life. But I would tell you, I met a lot of people in Mexico older than that, 87, 88, vibrant, having a great life, still golfing, you know, golfing a couple times a week, getting around, driving his own car. This dude I met, Jim. You know, that era even more so than our era. You know, they went from nothing. They lived through the emergency, uh, the emergence of the digital age. Like, as far back as I can remember, there were cars, there was televisions, there was radios, there were, you know, that kind of thing. But that generation predated a lot of that stuff. Like, you know, when really mid-30s, the car was was emerging, but nothing. You know, there weren't highways and roads everywhere like there is now. There was no televisions. Radio was in its infancy. But they actually got to see, especially my mother, the advent of the computer and the, and the digital world and how it changed so many things. Um, we did, too. But you know what I mean? A lot of all the luxuries we enjoy today were already in place when, mm-hmm. as far back as we can remember, where they went from virtually nothing (laughs) no i know like even air travel that's what i was gonna say yeah when they were kids air travel it was there but it wasn't like it is now obviously my father and i went to uh, scotland on a golf trip in 1994 i remember that because that was the year my first kid was born and i was thinking about it like dan's uh ex worked for a british airways and she was so kind and got us on you know to the front of the plane she walked us onto the plane and i remember my father and i talking about the fact that when he had last gone overseas it was to go to world war ii (laughs) you know and now here we were taking this flight and gonna be there in seven hours and and think about when he was born in 1922. Could you have a he, the, the, a world didn't exist where you could get on a very comfortable aircraft, you know, not with propellers. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I just found it. I mean, not just fascinating that my father would, would have been 100 years old, but mm-hmm. the fact that anybody it can, you, again, you just think generationally being a being a I'm like one day my daughters will say, oh, yeah. This would have been dad's birthday. He was born in 1960. And that will seem to my grandkids or my children incredibly old. You know, a couple of memories with your dad, a couple with this involved my mom, too. The day that the first color television was brought into our house, the event that that was. 
just think again what we take for granted now most people have four and five tvs in their house but yeah. one tv in the house and we finally got to get a color tv and another time we used to have just this regular record player that we used to use just a mono record player and i remember my dad went out and bought a lloyd's stereo system mm-hmm. remember those things oh yeah it was the receiver, the eight track, and then the turntable. And I remember how fascinated he was with the sound separation, where you would separate the speakers and sit back at the room, at the the other side of the room, and actually hear stereo and the sound separation. That's how old I am, and he was, and when I'm talking about what happened during their era, he like he. I just remember like it was yesterday. Him saying, "Doesn't that sound, Freddie? Doesn't that sound good? That's unbelievable." And it was just a cheap Lloyd stereo. Yeah. Well, I grew up in an era where my dad would call me from anywhere in the house to come change the channel because there was no remotes. Now uh, we have so many. T- I have two TVs in this house that are just they don't even use them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like I said to Dan the other day, I said, hey, listen, I want you to be comfortable. I, I said, let's get one of these TVs. And I, I went downstairs with him. I, I said, choose one of these. We'll have it hooked up. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a television in our basement that was made of wood. <laughs> it was a, oh, yeah, it a, was cabinet. a wood right. cabinet. They this, were, there was furniture back then. It was so much yeah. for, by the way, our yeah. stereo, which is here in my home, my mom and dad's stereo, which is a right. mid-century modern cabinet with the record player and a radio. It still works to a degree. And what's cool, I still have some of his records in there. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, my, our TV, our second TV, the one in the basement, not the new TV. I don't even know if that one was color, but that one had, was made of fucking wood. It was like a wood cabinet and it, the yeah. screen barely worked and it was in black and white. Mm-hmm. And we would watch cartoons on that. Well, that, you know, you say that when the color television came into our house, it meant the black, the black and white. Uh, went down into the rec room. Yeah, so maybe that's we the same. Two, we were a two TV family, and it was, uh, you know, it was black and white, but you could hide out in the rec room and do your own thing. Yeah. So there you have it. You know, we've covered a lot of stuff this show. You know, uh, again, started with the pasta. Palma pasta is great. Events we saw, talked about grandkids, talked about grandfathers. And uh, my dad's birthday, December 5th. Happy birthday, Lou. And uh, that's great. Was your dad cremated? He was not. Is that a religious thing, a Jewish thing, or anything? Do Jewish people uh, uh, cremate their um, loved ones? I don't think so. But you remember, you know, this is part of what I'm trying to educate people on, is there are Jewish people, and there's a Jewish religion. Yes. So Jewish people are different than religious Jews. For instance, religious Jews would never have a tattoo. I have tattoos. Uh, Regular Jews would never celebrate Christmas. I like a tree. It's fun. You know, Santa, all that bullshit. Um, Jewish people, pardon me? Jewish people, just uh, before you move on there, don't have tattoos because of the concentration camps and that attachment? I don't think that's where it comes from, but a great question. I thought so too, but I think it's just that you can't have markings on your body and still, this is how it was explained to me, and still be buried in a Jewish cemetery, which was why tattooing Jews in the concentration camp, spoiler alert, the Holocaust happened. It was so heinous to those Jewish people to have a tattoo on them because it meant they couldn't be buried in a Jewish cemetery by Jewish law. Now, I, when I was explaining that to me when I first got my tattoos, ex-wife Randy said, well, now you won't be able to be buried. I said, I'll tell you what, 
What you do just before is I take a knife and cut that shit out and bury me wherever the fuck you want. That's right. Um, my dad and mom were buried, are buried side to, right around uh, next to each other, I believe, in the same cemetery in Winnipeg. One thing that Jews don't do that other religions do is... There's no like seven days of you know mourning. I mean, I'm sorry. We do so we do mourning. It's called shiva. But Jewish people, like my dad, died on a Friday. The you you you're in the ground as quick as you can. So right. we would it would have been Saturday if we'd lived in a big enough city. But we had to get my father's body to Winnipeg from Moose Jaw. So mm-hmm. he died Friday afternoon. Our the the ceremony the burial was Sunday midday. Like it was done. Yes, that uh, yeah. I knew that about. Uh Jewish people, you bury quickly, and you cover mirrors or something too. Don't you? While that? you're in mourning, the period of mourning, sitting shiva is the name of it, and what that means is you basically cover the mirrors so that you're not thinking of yourself. You're not. You're oh. thinking of the person, and people, you know, bring you food and. So that's in mourning. What about the afternoon? Can you take them off? In the afternoon, you can if you need to shave. <laughs> <laughs> I know, isn't that great? You can't look in the mirror so all these fucking Jews with their hairs all fucked up and they can't shave and they got they got toothpaste on their fucking lip and they can't they don't know it because they can't <laughs> fucking Jews. I'm in mourning, I could tell you look like a fucking clown with all that toothpaste on your face. Fuck. I'm, I'm so glad that we solved these fucking problems. Hey uh Frederick. Um, yeah. I know you're gonna talk about Bodog here in a second. Mm-hmm. So please let me do this first. Cursing during your commute again. Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard. You know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. Maybe we can start this discussion with, uh, well, you want to do, if you want to do the commercial first, or I thought we would talk bills first and then kind of do the commercial at the end. It's okay. up to you. Fine. No, that's fine. That's fine. Where do you want to go with this? Well, I, I uh, watched the Bills game mm-hmm. on uh, Thursday. I find the team fascinating. And they played a nice game against New England. And as I said to you, I thought the uniforms in New England were wearing was sort of weird, but you explained to me, and so did Al Michaels, that they were a throwback. But yes. um, I called you up after because I forgot we were doing something together on Friday as well, and, and I'd forgotten to ask you. I said, just give me the give me the pathway, and excuse my ignorance, everyone. It's been a while since I've cared, so I wanted the pathway to the playoffs and beyond for the Buffalo Bills. So maybe you can help, help me out with that. Well, as I explained to you, the four division winners, there's four divisions in each league, Nash, or each conference, excuse me. And the four division winners make it, plus three wild cards. The team with the very best record gets a bye. Okay? The other three divi- division winners match up against the three wild cards. And then three teams emerge from that. And then the team that got the bye makes the fourth. So now you're like semifinals. Mm -hmm. And then the two winners of that play in the conference championship. The two winners of that four, that that round robin of four. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So it's key to, like, uh, with Kansas City losing to Cincinnati yesterday, the Buffalo Bills now hold on to the top seed in the AFC, which is important because it's nice to get that by, right, and have a couple of weeks to uh, lick your wounds. Yeah, they're 9-3 and three now. They're 9-3. and three. And, you know, I was just, they could, you know, they could so, that game they lost to Miami was bad because of clock management at the end. It was just weird. And then the Minnesota game, they had won it. And then the, lost. the Minnesota that, game was one they were they were down on their own end. They could have fumbled. Oh, that's right. Okay, they fumbled. They could have run out the clock. The game was all over, had, and then they fumbled. Yeah, all, that's right. All they had to do is move forward half a yard and kill the clock. That's all. That's all they needed to do. So they could easily be like. So what are they now? Well, they're nine and three. Nine they and could three, be, they the could very least eleven and one, yeah. or at the very least, because of that Minnesota game, ten and three. Yes. Uh, so it's important, and you know. They still have a game against Cincinnati, which is going to be tough because Cincinnati, obviously, they beat Kansas City, went to the Super Bowl last year, but they play the Jets, New England, I think the Bears still. Uh, I forget who else. So the pathway, it's up to them. Like it's, uh, They're in control of their own destiny now, and they hold the top seed. They have the same uh, record as Kansas City, but head-to-head, the, uh, the Bills beat the the Chiefs earlier in the season, so that's so they have four games left. This is week, uh, mm-hmm. no, five games left, Howard. It's 17 game schedule. Now. Oh, is it okay? So they're gonna play uh, a couple good teams, a couple teams they should beat. Mm-hmm. If they get the top seed, that means they get the bye, they get mm-hmm. a couple weeks off, and then I just need the so who two games th- would get you to the Super Bowl? You would have to win two playoff games. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. And then the Super Bowl. So you play one of those. You get the bye. Three, you win three games, you win the Super Bowl. And you said to me at the start before we hit record that uh, somebody won yesterday and you, didn't, you thought they were Philadelphia looking good. Well, that's what bothers me. Philadelphia seems to be like uh, almost in a class of their own. But who knows? And Dallas is playing well, too, which just creeps me out because they're my Montreal Canadiens of the NFL. Mm. Like, they look good as well. But anyway, it, it'll be, da- you know, Dallas or Philadelphia maybe in the Super Bowl because they have to play each other to get to the Super Bowl if it comes to that. But I just said, wouldn't it be heartbreaking if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl again and lose? That would be five. Yeah, you said that. And what, what, it's, yeah, but it's, it's not those Bills. It's just a franchise. And, you know, luck of the draw. They happen to get to their uh, super first Super Bowl in years against a really good team. But those Leafs doesn't hold a lot of water with, with Leaf fans either. You know what I mean? Yeah, still, I know. It's still a drought that is aggravating. Um, I have a question because I have been watching more football this fall and now into winter than I have in a long time because of the Bills. I'm sorry. I don't care what that says. I, yeah, I like the Bills now, and I find it interestingly, interestingly interesting enough to watch it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more coaches. Like they go to the, a lot, they, they have these guys. I know there's defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators. I know that. But there's guys up in the stands there. There's a bunch of guys doing shit up there. And there's guys on the sideline. It seems to me there's a lot more guys in, in the coaching capacity than there used to be. Yeah, prob- yeah, football probably has the most. I don't know for sure, but I would just assume, you know. But remember, you remember the old NHL days was one coach behind the bench. Yeah. They didn't even have assistant coaches back then, I don't I don't think. 
If they did, they weren't on the bench. No. Then <laughs> there's that old curmudgeon fucking Belichick. Hey, I love I love Belichick for a lot of reasons. He's a very smart man. He's had a great successful career. He, he can coach like very few people ever has. But he has like <laughs> they kept cutting to him. Now I know it was cold because he he kept layering, putting different coats on. But I wrote this down. I said Belichick has resting. I don't need this shit face. I mean, like, I don't know how old he is, but I mean, he was there for all those years with Brady, all those Super Bowls. And then here he is. He knows he doesn't have the same, you know, the level of team that, you know, that Buffalo has. Buffalo's the up and coming team. And I'm, you know, Al Michaels was talking about, you know, uh, Belichick builds his team for the stress drive. (laughs) They would cut to Belichick and he just seemed like, fuck, am I doing this for? I should be in Mexico. (laughs) That's a funny, very, very funny take on it. Thank you. Thank you very much. But if I can counter that, go ahead. What a a great situation he's in. He's a proven winner. He's won all those Super Bowls. I bet you he's having so much fun trying to get back to the top. You know what I mean? Because he he seems to be that because he could have retired a couple of years ago and had all the Super Bowls behind him. But this challenge now in front of him and he's done a pretty good job. It's way ahead of schedule in in New England. Mm. That team is way ahead of where they thought they would be at this point. You know, and it just no, it really. And it's, um, you know, it's an indication of sort of his football genius. And I bet you if you talk to him, he's enjoying this right now. He has nothing to prove. Other than I can take a ragtag team and make them a winner. Oh, I'm sure you're almost right. Almost instantly. Absolutely. I'm sure that's more of a correct take than mine. I just love right. the whole my whole thing was just based on how fucking aggravated he looks on the sidelines. To right. your but point, he, he even had that look at his face when they won. Yeah. But that's what he does. He has resting. I don't give a shit face or I don't need this shit face. But I will tell you, to your point now, I will support it. That play where he puts the guy who's the punt returner onto the field in the Mm -hmm. offense, Mm -hmm. knowing that that guy's got breakaway speed Mm -hmm. and that fucking touchdown he scored. That was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it doesn't matter, but it was just know this. It was an exciting thing. And, 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 you know, again, I like Al Michaels. I like the way he explains shit. I don't know who the other guy was. Who was the other guy? Doesn't matter. But uh, other than, you know, I know Tony Romo is, yeah, Jim Nance's sidekick beyond that. I don't pay a lot of attention to that. But they were remarking on how Belichick it was for him to take somebody off the defense or special teams and just stick him in out of mm-hmm. nowhere. First time he's been in that offense all year, and all of a sudden Belichick says, okay, now's the time because he saw something. Or I, I can't remember whether it was last week or this week, but a couple of games, teams that aren't going to make the playoffs – trailed by a point after getting a touchdown and went for the two-point convert to win which was very exciting too it's like we're not making the playoffs anyway so rather than kick the convert and tie this game and go into overtime let's try and win it right now (laughs) that's That's right really cool it is cool i really enjoy that um well there you go listen if you're looking to watch some sports i know we had a little sports chat there uh May we respectfully recommend our friends at Kelsey's. As you know, they're Canada's original roadhouse since 1978. Inspired by the uninhibited spirit of road tripping and the classic roadhouse, the rules are different at Kelsey's. It's where you go to eat what you want, drink what you want, drink and be who you want to be. 
Enjoy classics like their legendary spinach dip, fresh double stack burgers, two-handed sandwiches, and unforgettable chicken wings. Fuel your adventurous spirit to crave something a little different, a little more original. And now, as you guys know, you can go there, watch a game like the Bills. Who are the Bills playing this week? I believe they're playing the Jets, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. They just played them a couple games ago, too. Uh Uh-huh. In Buffalo. So here's the deal. Go there to win uh, at Kelsey's. You can uh, win over 500 sports prizes, including NFL jerseys, soccer jerseys, and swag. And the grand prize, how about this, kids? A VIP Super Bowl 57 experience. All you got to do is visit the Roadhouse to watch a game, get a ticket, and enter the win. Visit Kelsey's.ca for more details. Yeah, the Jets are at the Bills um, Sunday, and then I think the next Sunday it's Dolphins at the Bills, so a couple of conference games. That Dolphins game will be big, because the Dolphins are 8-3. and three. They're still in contention. Okay. 8-4 now, I'm sorry, uh, in contention for the conference uh, lead. Uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday Night Football. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a three-point pick over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, one, uh, minus 175 on the uh, Buccaneers. I believe they still have a shot, an outside shot at the playoffs as well. Of these odds, uh, courtesy of Bodog. Whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sports book, and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book. They've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. So yeah, a couple of big ones for the uh, for the Bills. Uh, speaking of sports, uh, there was a little golf thing on the weekend. It was uh, the Hero World Challenge. And uh, it's Tiger's tournament. He's been raising money for the Tiger Woods Foundation for 23 some odd years, a total of $35 million. And uh, Tiger couldn't play because he's getting old. It's so funny. Ever since the accident, ever since the accident, he uh, it's just going to be hard for him. to. As he said in one of his press conferences, he said, I can hit a golf ball. I just can't walk. He, uh, now he has uh, a bout of plantar fasciitis. I don't know. I, it made me laugh a little bit because it's like that is such an old guy thing. Have you ever had it? No. What is it? It's a... Uh, it's when the tendons in your foot start to cramp. I, mean, I, can't, I don't have the exact di- diagnosis. I had a mild bout with it. Our buddy Lumby had a terrible bout with it. And you have to go to bed wearing this sort of stretchy sock booty thing. Because it, it's basically, from what I understand, the, plant, the, the plantar fasciitis, in the fascia in your foot um, starts to get... Uh, very, very um, stiff. Anyway, it's just, the guy's 47 years old. Uh, the reason I brought up golf, though, is uh, why? Oh, because of Swing Thoughts. We produce a uh, golf podcast. Among other podcasts that are under the Humble and Fred umbrella, like Jeff and Julie moved to France in a global pandemic, and... Uh, and others, including the latest Swing Thoughts. The first time we've done one in about three weeks. And for you golf nerds, it's a good one. Talk a little bit about golf. Talk quite a bit about mindfulness and how breathing affects 
you know, your state, whether it's on the golf course or in my case, when I was freaking myself out in the uh, airport uh, last week. So I just wanted to mention that you can find out more about all our podcasts. If you choose to, you can look up Swing Thoughts on Spotify or and same with Jeff and Julie or go to Humble and and see all our sponsors there and click on any of the podcasts that are of interest to you. Dan, do you know what plantar's fasciitis is? I just looked it up. Yeah. What does it say? It can be caused by a number of factors, including types of shoes, footwear structure, or foot structure, rather, overuse, and types of walking surfaces. It's heel pain is, uh, heel pain is the main, uh, main symptom. It's excruciating. And I remember and it when... Causes, it causes stiffness, you said, Howard? It, it causes um, inflammation of that, of that area of the foot. And when Lumbee had it, it was, uh, it was quite an ordeal getting rid of it. Because at our age, if it causes stiffness, you'd want it somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think there's such a thing as planters touch macacus or can, you know. I had to find the. There's, there's no cocky. In there. Oh, you it's, it's always Monday. Always with the cockies. <laughs> oh, it's just so base and immature. <laughs> exactly. I can love it. Yep. Mm. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's uh, so Tiger didn't play, but he will be playing in a couple of weeks in a father son thing called the PNC whatever challenge. They've been doing this thing for years in the off season. Started with Jack Nicholas and his kids, and now it's Tiger Woods and his son Charlie, who is for you guys, you golf nerds, you, people have checked out Charlie's swing on the internet, and it's pretty good. Like he's really well. That is uh, that's uh, something because I Delise watches that, or mother in law, uh, my mother in law watches that. At that really brings the casual golf fan to the TV man when he's playing with his kid because it's fun to watch. Oh yeah, his kid. I mean, all the guys playing with their kids is great, but that's what brings you there. Oh, for sure. And 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 then you see the other ones. It's uh, pretty cool. The mannerisms are so similar it's really really interesting and and the kid this charlie kid i don't know you know gretzky's children didn't have to live up to gretzky's legacy although his brother brett gretzky is it brett i forget no yeah i think so yeah i mean that must have been tough on him uh-huh. But I just wonder, again, like Charlie is already a high, high level player. You can see it. He's been playing tournaments. A couple months ago, there was all these shots of his dad caddying for Charlie in some like Florida tournaments. Tell me that's not fucking weird mm-hmm. for everybody when the guy who's carrying the kid's golf bag is Tiger Woods. Like it's, and, But he's, you know what? To Tiger's credit, he's just like we were. He's a kid. He's father. He's proud of his son. Wants to go support him at a sporting event. He can't help um, but that he's Tiger Woods. The one that I enjoyed last year was, I think John Daly and his son won that tournament. Yeah. Did they not? And yep. uh, his son is like a mini-me. Yeah. His What's son, his name? Uh, Johnny Jr., I think. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, that kid's also going to end up turning pro. He's going to go to a university and... And yeah, Tiger and his kid finished second. But again, you know, like, it's just funny to me that, you know, not funny, but interesting that Tiger is supporting his son the way Tiger's father supported him. I just wonder, 
you know, with Jack Nicholas's son, he never, he turned pro, but he, you know, he's sort of a minor leaguer kind of thing. And I wonder what is in store for Charlie Woods, you know? Isn't there uh, some, some way that like, uh, when he's a, like a tiger with a, with the accident and everything that's happened to him, why isn't there some sort of dispensation where you can drive a golf cart around the, the course in a pro, in pro world, or they just don't have a? You know, that's a, here's the thing. That's a great question. He could have driven a cart this weekend because it's really not. It's not an official event, even though there are an official aspect to it. But Tiger Woods is never going to do that. Now at the father son challenge because it's a bunch of old guys like Lee Trevino and that shit, they all take carts. But I don't, Tiger Woods will quit before he would ever take a cart on the PGA Tour, even though the PGA Tour might do what you said, you know, create a dispensation like, hey, however we can get fucking Tiger Woods on a golf course, we're going to do it. But he just wouldn't. He'd quit first. Yeah. Hopefully Charlie won't have an appetite for you know what, like his dad as well. Stay out of trouble. But that's, you know, that's a <laughs> lot of conversations. Yeah. Okay. okay. So when you go in, to, <laughs> when when you you go into the Chick-fil-A jar. No, when you go to the Waffle get, House. The Waffle House. <laughs> Listen, get, I don't want to have this conversation special. about Nothing a 13-year-old kid. Well, you got to start him young. Although, you know, it's funny. They, he was on the broadcast yesterday, and they kept, because Tiger was there to give out the trophy or whatever, they kept cutting to, because he was hanging out with his dad. Tiger's mother, or Charlie's mother, was Elon, whatever her name was. Not Elon. Musk, yeah. Elon Musk. <laughs> Ellen, I, what the fuck is her name? Anyway, she was this Swedish. Nordegren. Ellen Nordegren, just this yeah. fucking super hot. I don't care. But you're yeah, not supposed to say this. Just beautiful, beautiful human being. That, that's where we've got. I'm not supposed to say this. That she's hot, but she really was beautiful. Well, no, she was not just beautiful. She was a fucking smoking, super smoking rocket. Mm-hmm. Every man's dream, just fantasy. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so, when you see this, both of Tiger's kids have a combination of you know mm-hmm. of them and this the kids. So not, and I don't think he's going to have any trouble, young Charlie Woods, attracting whomever he would like. He's that, you know. Yeah, he's you know he's a good-looking, talented kid whose dad's yacht was <laughs> was parked. Who oh, right. yeah. was was parked? He was a Dan. It was in the Bahamas, and so I think Tiger just came down on his yacht. It's called privacy, but it's the size of a fucking hotel. <laughs> it's what I love. Like, you want privacy? Maybe not have a yacht the size of a fucking Motel Six. Anyway. Uh, that's all good. Dan, are you ready for the news? Yeah, I am. All right. Let me get that ready for you then, my friend. All right, good. I thought, I thought we were uh, launching there. I was, uh, you know, and I just... sounded like the buildup was there and we were going to do it. Well, the buildup's here now, my friend. Now, right. here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes as fast for credentials. He has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang So he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low 
And now live from Lisa's house, just in front of a beautifully decorated tree. Way to go, Lisa! This uh, Dandoran News brought to you by evnet.ca and rentelectric.ca. Their team has uh, a unique experience when it comes to the world of EV rental. Selection includes Bolt, Kona, Outlander, Nissan Leaf, and the Tesla Model 3. Check it out at evnet.ca. And now, with news and views, <coughs> here's Dan Durant. Well, Trump was out there uh, gaslighting the world again. Uh, he's allowed back on Twitter, but not uh, showed up there yet. But Truth Social is where he spends a lot of his uh, <clears throat> a lot of his time, and uh, brought us this gem and uh, controversy over the weekend. He said, "Do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner, or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution." Our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. So that, of course, has got the uh, whole uh, news uh, cycle uh, captured by Trump once again. I guess it may be because he needs more funds or just wants more attention. Yeah, you know, you know, this uh, January 6th committee, which was basically made up of people around interviewing people around Trump. I keep going back to that moment where Bill Barr under oath said into the camera, I told the president we did an investigation and the election wasn't stolen. There was multiple sources that said the election wasn't stolen. Told him the, and the, and the sources that told him were things like, you know, the white house lawyers and the, and then Bill Barr at the time was the, uh, Attorney General of the United fucking States. So, but how, so how, let's put that aside for a second. So even though he was told that, and he knows that, and everyone around him knows that, how he still keeps trotting this out, and now it gets getting amped up to the point where he's saying, you know, maybe we should get rid of the Constitution. But the point that I wanted to make was, I watched some interviews this morning of Republicans being interviewed about this statement and they couldn't, one of the questions was asked, they said, can you support uh, somebody who claims that they would get rid of the constitution? And they couldn't say they wouldn't. Mm -hmm. They said things like, well, you know, Trump, he's a kook, you know, (laughs) you know, that old (laughs) thing. Oh yeah. They were saying things like, you know, no one's getting rid of the constitution, but sir, and it's, it's George Stamalopoulos. No, you know what that guy is. Uh, not George, but the guy. I know who you are, Stephanopoulos. Yeah, Stephanopoulos. George Stephanopoulos, who worked in the Clinton White House. But he's asking this uh, guy running or whoever, the Republican guy, saying, just, but sir, can you support somebody who would, well, and he wouldn't, and he said, this is outrageous. You can't say you wouldn't support him. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at, honeys, honeys, in 2022. <laughs> Listen, I Thanks, saw <laughs> on the weekend, too, and I forget, how, right back to the last year of the Trump administration when they had to, when they brought, I guess, the female judge, what's her name, Amy Comey or whatever. What's her name? Yeah, Amy Comey Barrett, whatever. Whatever. Um, a year before, you know, Lindsey Graham, Graham he's, going, he's saying, look in the camera. You can use these words against me. If it's during the last year of the Trump administration, we will let that decision be made by the next president 
no matter who it is. And he went on talk shows. He said it like several times, and it's on, it's on tape. It's there for the world to see. And then when it happened, he just turned face. So all of that is just a bold face lie, and he still got reelected. He's mm-hmm. still a player in that government. Yeah, he's still a guy that he's still a go-to guy. What more do you need? So all you of know, this, do you know where all of this came from? Because it was revealed that Twitter in 2020, uh, there was a whole thread that I read. It was quite complicated. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, it was about voter, it was about suppressing some opinions. But yeah. what these knuckleheads don't remember is that fucking, pre- he wasn't, Joe Biden wasn't president in 2020. And by the way, there might be some stuff on this uh Hunter Biden laptop, but as smart people have pointed out, Hunter Biden didn't work for the government, but, but Jared and Ivanka were like special advisors to the president and increased their personal wealth, nearly three quarters of a billion dollars in the time. So, uh, and how that laptop now has become, you know, they're going to, once this Congress starts in January, they're going to start investigating this fucking thing. You know, that's a good point because I often think that way. Um, the, the whataboutism gets to be a bit tedious. But the thing is, what bothers me about it, if you care about your country and you can care, care about right and wrong, right on, get pissed off at the Hunter Biden thing. Yes. If there is something there, there's not, right, investigate it. If a law was broken, if this is, I totally agree. There's no question. Where it breaks down for me is you're hot on that trail, but you want to ignore all the Trump kids now. You know, you don't want to talk about that or that's not a part of your world. If if honestly, if you're a decent human being who cares about the country, you want it all looked into. Absolutely. You and know, it, it's like it's not just the one side. And that's where the what about ism comes from. And that, you know, when people say, that, oh, I don't want to play that game. Well, you don't want to play that game because you don't want to talk about the side you're protecting. You know, yeah, and that's why whenever these and and again, if Hunter Biden used his influence with mm-hmm. the vice president at the time, absolutely uh, to further some business deals, absolutely investigate it. But it, then don't tell me you're not going to investigate all. I mean, fucking uh, Kushner has increased his personal wealth two billion dollars. Investigate that, right? But it's all it's also aggravating when you hear. You know, January 6th compared to, you know, the um, Black Lives Matter. Oh, yeah. Some of the, you know, one, you know, one was a social uprising, which happened traditionally, you know, almost predictable over the generations. Right. There's social uprisings. January 6th was a political uprising, threatening, (laughs) unprecedented, unprecedented, the government of your country, everything you're all about. You cannot compare them. And if you want to do what aboutism, I, I love this little f- thought, you know, game of ping pong. What about if that was a group of Democrat supporters who had Joe Biden flags, you know, instead of Oath Keepers and all that Trump's. I mean, they, I love the fact that they say, well, those weren't Trump people, but all the videos of people with Trump flags. But if that were a group of Democrats or black, if that were black mm-hmm. Democrats who stormed the Capitol, they'd all be in 
fucking Guantanamo Bay. Meanwhile, Trump goes on and says, you know, there's an actual movement out there to pardon the political war. The, they're calling them political prisoners of January 6th. A judge put them in jail. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, that's why it's really scary down there. And I know, once again, we're talking about it. But it's really scary down there because duly elected people or judges who have been vetted by uh, the courts and all this stuff. You know, it's like they put them in jail, but Trump's going to pardon them. No, I know. Anyway, I'm glad we left this to the end of the show because I didn't have the energy at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) I was too busy talking about gloves. What's that? But just there's just so many things that are aggravating along the way and all this Elon Musk uh, Twitter stuff too it's like oh yeah did you see oh yeah they uh, the Twitter they suppressed the news about Hunter Biden I here's what I can't get over Twitter is a private company they can control content any way they want like am I wrong Fox controls their content. Well, there you go. They don't report certain stories because it doesn't fit the narrative. CNN probably doesn't. MSNBC does it. It doesn't matter what the newspapers do it. So here you have this goofy Twitter thing. I mean, and all the other outlets, you know, those people are somewhat professional. Here's Twitter handed over to morons. Twitter can do whatever they want with their content. And now that Elon Musk owns it, he can do whatever he wants with the content. What am I missing here? Yeah, exactly. What that, a, that it's some great revelation yeah. now that Twitter suppressed stories. Where's the great like revelation? Fox does yeah, every I was going to say, where was the great revelation yeah. that Fox suppresses anything that they suppress? Why isn't that also brought up? Because it fucks the narrative. No, like, if I had a conversation with one of these Twitter people who said, oh, you know, Twitter, duh, I would say what you said, and they say, let's go to Fox now, and the 1,000 times they suppressed anything, uh, yes. I mean, like, when Sean Hannity goes from the night of uh, January 6th saying, you know, this is outrageous, blah, 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 and the next <laughs> thing it's like, well, a lot of Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and let me just finish by saying this. When I saw a thing on the weekend, guys and white guys with sticks yelling, you know, fuck Antifa, fuck Antifa. I wanted to just go down there and say, guys, let's just have a coffee and let's discuss what Antifa is. They're anti-fascists. So you're saying, go fascists, go, (laughs) go fascists, go. Because if you're against Antifa, that means you're for fascism. Don't they realize that? Or am I the only one? Is it, is it, am I wrong about that? Isn't that Antifa are people who want to get rid of fascism? Yeah, I guess. Right, yeah. Well, but I mean, it, it's too like that's just as I say, it's just <laughs> aggravating you on so many levels. It's like, what is the matter with you people? Like it's like you know. You, you don't ever see that, though, eh, Dan? You don't ever see the other side going, go, fascists, go, you're good. Go, fascists. <laughs> F-A, it's how you spell fascist. F-A-C, fascists. <laughs> you, you put on a Make America Great Again hat, you're saying that, basically. Because even by Trump saying this now, about, you know, uh, change the Constitution or eliminate the Constitution, this guy's on a straight path to... To being an autocrat. That's to what being he Hitler. Wants. He's on his way to that, Hitler that's town. That's where it's going. Oh, and, yeah. and, and it's like all you. Where it like where is the where it where is the country in all of this? The Nobody guy seems he, to care about the country. Yeah. 
The guy Trump had dinner with last week at his shitty golf resort, Kanye West. We should leave that for tomorrow. Yelling about how great a guy Hitler was. Mm-hmm. Um, then this guy, Trump, comes on and goes, a massive fraud. And then in brackets, it should say, which has been proven beyond anything that it wasn't. And I know it wasn't. Allows for, should allow for the um, the termination of the Constitution. How people in the Republican Party haven't seen that and go, okay, well, you know that joke, hold my beer. I think we're done now. I think we're done. <laughs> this is done. the line? Yeah. Because yeah. I'll tell you what, Joe, Joe's, Joe Fellas, Joe Fellas. <laughs> I, don't know what I was going to say gentlemen, but it came out Joe's. Okay, let me tell you something, Joe Fellas. If that's not the line, where the fuck is it? Where's the line if a guy who is going to be a candidate for the president of the United States says under these circumstances, which I know are bullshit. I know. And all they want, want to talk about is the when Second Amendment and what's the other one? The Fourth Amendment. And, and the that's all I want to do is talk yeah. about the Constitution. All these fucking wingnuts. And now he's calling for the disbandment of it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it suits his need at this particular moment. Okay, well, that's now it's giving me a headache. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, Dan, before, do you have any more stories that, that will Well, I think it's enough. That's well, Freddie still has. Huh? Freddie still has some stuff to do. Was there anything else you wanted to mention, Dan? It's well, there was the, the other story I was going to talk about. Was the, yes. Uh, the, well, okay. You Hang on. Go. Let me give you second story uh, music. Uh, and now with a second story, with a look at something in the news that will hopefully bring joy to our hearts and get rid of this distasteful stink. <laughs> Here's Christmas Duran. Oh, I don't know if it's going to be that uh, uplifting, but for anybody complaining about the prices of groceries this past year, we'll have something to complain about next year, too. The typical Canadian family food bill for the year is predicted to go up by more than $1,000. $1,000 more for next year, and it already went up $1,000 this year. Apparently, the uh, this is a, a food uh, the annual food price report. Yeah. Uh, Canadian researchers uh, publish this every year. Last year, the report predicted that a typical family of four would spend uh, somewhere around $14,000 to feed themselves for the year. And that was an increase of more than uh, 10% year over year. And it looks like this year, this coming year, uh, that same family, two adults and two adolescent children, will pay $16,228 to feed themselves. That's up another 7%. You know, I had this conversation with my kids on Friday at uh, Johnny Slapshot's um, birthday. Uh, people really have to become proactive. I mean, they really do. You know this um, app called Flip? The thing's fantastic. It's called Flip. And then you just go to it and you put in any item you want. And it ch- tells you where anywhere in the GTA, Ontario, whatever, where it's on sale this particular week. You can save a lot of money by using this thing. I'm telling you, you really can. An example, although it's sort of a loose example, I like this stuff. It's uh, Renee's Blue Cheese Dressing. Mm-hmm. I like it for dipping. it. At my Sobeys here, it's six forty nine now. Traditionally, it was like four ninety nine, five nineteen, whatever. Now six forty nine. I went down to a Freshco here, 
south of in Brampton here, where I'll, and I'll tell you, I live in a, uh, yeah, a sort of affluent area. I do, like you know what I mean. And often grocery stores are priced to the community too. You know, of course, yeah. it's common. Well, I went down to this Freshco. That Renee's salad dressing or uh, dip or whatever you want to call it was four ninety nine, not even on sale. And you and got I that from Flip. I'm sorry, made, Flip told you that. Flip told me that. Yeah, and cool. But it wasn't even on sale. I just called it up and I gave the prices. But I'm telling you that even so, that variation there is just an indication. Here's here's the point though. It might take some work and actually maybe going two or three places, you know. But when you're in the GTA, two or three places are pretty close, close together. Yeah. But again, if you want to do your homework and take advantage of some of these apps and. You can. That's close to like 35% savings. If you did that on your grocery bill, you could That's save right. quite a bit of money. That's a good idea. couple of sweet potatoes here at Sobeys. Again, dog gets three sweet potatoes. They're $8. I go down to the Freshco last week, and I get three around the same size, and it was like five thirty nine. Another something. 35% savings. Yes. So now you've saved $3 on the potatoes, and you save $2 on the dressing, and you make yourself a nice meal. That's right. So what I'm saying is, you know, you've got to pre- be proactive. I mean, you got to if you want to cut your food bill. And I'm talking people like my daughter, like, you know, they've got mortgages, they got kids and a little bit means a lot. But, uh, you know, you can get around it to some degree. Just follow them. Follow the specials. Is there as many coupons out there as there used to be? My mom was a big couponer. They're, they're, they're coupon. virtual coupons. Yeah, but is yeah, it as yes, yeah. is it as prevalent as it always has been? Do you think, or is there less couponing now? You know, you know. Listen, we, I get flyers all the time. You know, the Brampton Guardian newspaper. You know, there's two news stories in it, and the rest of it's flyers. So I'm, and I get the Canadian Tire flyer and stuff like that. So whether there's actual coupons in those, I don't know. I've never been much of a coupon guy either, but. Uh, well, I'm a little pissed off at my Sobeys here because it's, you know, veterinarians are like that, just so people know. To affluent areas, veterinarians cost a lot more. I mean, it's a proven fact. Oh, for sure. Well, they used to, we used to call that the Oakville factor. Yeah. When I lived in Oakville, even if you lived in like a modest area, like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you had to, when people found out they were coming to the 905 and it was Oakville, as they were driving there, they were putting the price up. Yeah, so... Anyway, and, I, and, and again, when I, when, that was just an experience of mine because I just happened to go to those places because they have a type of sweet potato I like. They're sort of a pinkish one. They're not mm-hmm. orange, but, um, but, and I care more for those that really at the end of a month, you know, are, have to watch what they're doing. And, uh, you know, sort of a similar thing happened in my neighbor. I wonder if uh, some of the rubbing tugs are on flip. Yeah, <laughs> because, you know, yeah. what's that? Flip one off. <laughs> Speaking of sweet pink things, I wonder if some of the, <laughs> if the uh, you know, because if you go closer to downtown, the rubbing tugs, Dan, as you know, are a lot more expensive. Uh, yeah, I do know. Sure. <laughs> you go into one of them yeah. with a coupon. No, he gave up on them. That's why he's got the paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah. Oh, fuck. Well, this has been quite fun. Yeah. Yeah, we got to go though. I think. Let me see. There's lots more to go. Um. Anyway, thanks to uh, well, thanks to you for listening. And again, once and, and by the way, we did sp- speaking of groceries. I spent uh, Dan. I was at Palma's Kitchen, and I picked out a couple items that I thought you might enjoy. 
I'm not sure oh, when's the last when the last time you've had any like real prosciutto, like an actual hunk of it. I got mm. some of that. I got some cheese because I you, know, you like your cheese. Oh, I love cheese. And uh, what's on? What's, on, what's what are you guys having for dinner tonight? I don't know. Like Dan, what are we having for dinner tonight? I don't know. We haven't really talked about it yet. Well, I haven't thought you know, that far ahead. I, I I'm working you. on breakfast. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, I know what I'm having. I bought some chicken soup at, uh, I love chicken soup, and I bought some at uh, Palma's Kitchen. So I've decided I'm just going to have a uh, form. It's like they had like a jar of their pre made soup. It's oh, fantastic. Right. Like really hearty, and wherever they get it made, it's like one of those, like it's gourmet. Uh, but it was pretty reasonably priced. I couldn't tell you what it was. And I'm going to have so I don't you, you do whatever you need to do, Daniel. But I'm having that soup with some buns that I soup and buns that I got at uh, the soup night. Right? Yeah, I'm going to have that. Yeah. Well, but, the French uh, I will say soup. this. Well, you can have that soup, too, but we are low on some uh, staples. We're going to have to figure some shit out, man. Oh, OK, well, yeah. let me let me know and I'll uh, pick it up on the way. And uh, yeah, Dan went to Lisa's this weekend and. Uh, he took the bananas with him, but I'm like, I'm not sure I'm even allowed to have bananas. Well, you, were, you said I took the bananas no, because I, I thought they would just go off because you said, you know, the yeah. potassium, you know, affects your heart and you haven't really figured that thing out. Yet. Yeah, I got to figure that out. By the way, I that, thank you, by the way. No, I wasn't wasn't. A, it was a because of my heart. You took the bananas, but I miss bananas. And I got to find out if I can eat them. Just so you to just update, to look at them. No, no. I I'm saying, Dan, you got please stop. <laughs> it wasn't, I wasn't chastising you for taking the bananas. Well, it felt I was like saying a, you, okay, it was a well, banana don't. issue. So you're going to need fucking counseling by next week. <laughs> no, I noticed you took them because I can't eat them, and that's fine. Right. That's but that's bad. one of the things I want to say. A lot of people asked about my doctor's appointment Friday, but it wasn't Friday. It's this coming Friday. Because when I was in Mexico at the hospital a couple of weeks ago, and on my way back to san miguel i was texting and the uh, cardiologist secretary and she's like oh no well we can get you in early and i thought she was getting me in last friday and what she meant was she's getting me in earlier than my original ep- uh, appointment was when i got back when i was supposed to stay another week i was still supposed to be there this week not arguing with you about your fucking bananas okay on well, that note, I'll, 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 I'll let the bananas drop then but we are going to have to talk about your dog's nostalgic, hair. Uh, here's an old nostalgic pop culture quiz for old What's guys. That? Who used to say, that's not a banana, that's my nose. Um, just get, I know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Good night, Mrs. Calabas, wherever you are. It was uh, that guy. <laughs> his last name was sort of like our buddy Oh, Jimmy Duran? Jimmy Durante. Jimmy Durante. Was it Jimmy oh. Durante? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jimmy Durant. Good night, Mrs. Calabash. So funny, the age we're getting. Randy, ex-wife Randy, was trying to tell me about a movie she watched. She goes, you know, it's like, here's exactly word for word. She said, you know, it's that one with the guy and the kid. <laughs> like, what? She said, you know, you know, the one with the guy and, and, and as the kid. Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, that unique concept. <laughs> I said that to her. I go, you're going to have to narrow that down for me a bit if you want me to try and guess what fucking movie. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, uh, Dan, I look forward to uh, you're back in the house for a few days. Chambers of Cromer. Oh, Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. Speaking of doctors, there you go. 
We can't forget our friends at the uh, Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. Yeah, let's do that, man. Group benefits plan for small business. Small business being like one to 100 employees, okay? Uh, Take the time today. Go to chamberplan.ca. Get a free quote. Find out how you can be part of this. Like 30,000 other small Canadian businesses are part of this. They've been around for 40 years, and that's the story. It's solid as a rock. You become part of this. You don't have to worry about your premiums zooming out of control either. Because, again, strength in numbers, all these companies, they are, you know, it allows them to keep premiums under control, and they have a great track record. Our buddy Brett Tanner has explained that more than once on the show. Uh, Again, prescriptions and dental and all sorts of therapies and the travel insurance we've talked about a lot lately. There's a... uh, uh, human resources component, mental health, on and on and on. Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. Go to chamberplan.ca. I just looked here at a note from Rudra. I was trying to struggle with uh, Gretzky's brother's name. I said, Brett, it was Keith Gretzky. Oh, right. And uh, the Brett I was thinking of was Brett Lindros. Oh, right. Yes, 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 Howard. Yes. And uh, Rudy says uh, the Gretzkys still have the record for the most number of points by brothers. In the NHL. He's making a joke because Keith has about 10. Yeah, right. <laughs> Although, um, um, you see the other night, uh, Alex Ovech- Ovechkin beat a Gretzky record. Most road goals. Yeah. I, didn't think any, I didn't think any of those would be attainable, but he actually beat them on road goals. Did we not have this conversation on? We had this conversation at some Maybe. point last week. You and I were talking about, I, I said, it's amazing to me how prolific Ovechkin is. And he's only 100 goals or less now away from Gretzky's goal-scoring record, which you'd think, well, that, that was never going to you know, fall because of uh, the type of league it was and longevity. But um, it's, just, it's possible Ovechkin could do it. Oh, yes. Three 30-goal seasons. He could do it. Interesting. Uh, Daniel, um, let's get out of here. I know you got real work to do. Uh, and um, so I check and see who's on uh, the program tomorrow. Ah, this would be great. Jackie Delaney will be with us. And uh, also on Wednesday, the return of Mary Jo Eustace as we get to the bottom of her uh, of the kerfuffle we had while I was in Mexico and what's happening with her new program, X's and Uh-Oh's, uh, the solo version. Okay. Oh, Is that sorry. not a programming error, though? Two women in a row? You're not supposed to do that, are you? Uh... <laughs> no. Oh, fuck. That's an old radio oh, thing. Yeah, Remember, yeah. they would never play two female artists in a row. So I'm being facetious. I'm I know. Tongue in cheek. I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, I don't want, I don't I want backlash. Yeah, we were pretty radio nerds that we weren't allowed to play two women's songs, two female artists back to back. And in a f- sort of related note, we had a program director who said uh, to me, because I had played a bare naked lady song followed by an Our Lady Peace song by mistake. He goes, hey, man, no back to back beavers. <laughs> I go, OK. <laughs> so, you know, those two. humor. But that those. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, you can't play Trooper and Stonebolt back to back. All right. This episode, right now? Yeah, sure. No, yeah. no, no. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan. 
GoDaddy, Aaron Ventures, EVNet.ca, and our newest sponsor, Kelsey's, Canada's original roadhouse since 1978. We read all of our emails, Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Liking and subscribing helps out the show. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And okay, Joe fellas, here's what we learned today. Malls are great places to get clubs and leave the ornamental bananas alone. There's a destination a little up the road from the habitations of the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low, the jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans and just clap your hands or just clap your hands. Where's that? Oh, no, it's like, it's like.